it's just like somebody gives you a present. Gives you a present and you don't know how to use that present. Just like you can't drive and then somebody gives you a car. You don't know how to drive, so how are you going to use the car that the person gave you? I felt in my spirit that we need to just focus in on these gifts of the spirit and really explore each one of them and see how they actually operate and desire it and activate it in our lives because this is what we all need. Mm-hmm. You know, many of us don't even know what these gifts are. We just hear, all we know is, oh, this person prophesies. We never really know like the nitty gritties of mm-hmm. what that gift is supposed to look like. So I know last week we really got into the word of knowledge and a little bit into the word of wisdom. These are gifts you get to use, you get to enjoy them. You have them as your presence that are given to you by the Holy Spirit, not by any man. They are yours. Nobody can take them away from you. The scripture says God's gifts are without repentance. So you have them forever and it's it's up to you to actually unravel them or not many of us don't even know the gifts we have Mm. yeah we don't even know the gifts we have but we don't know oh the lord did this today you know i said this thing and it came to pass you don't know how you made that happen and so you can't apply it again right for example like the gift of faith is just faith on another level Mm -hmm. and so if you have the gift of faith what you do is you apply faith in the supernatural way. Remember, we said that all these gifts are supernatural. The Holy Spirit is not natural. The Holy Spirit is not natural at all. We already have everything natural here. There's natural knowledge, which everybody can have. The people of the world can have. There's a natural wisdom that the people of the world can also have. But there's a gift of wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit and it's supernatural. Mm. And we talked a bit about it last week and we said that when you operate in this wisdom, you are saying things about the future. And I wanted to make it very clear to us today. Many of us hear somebody operating in the gifts of wisdom and we think that they are prophesying. Mm. Meanwhile, prophecy is exhortation right it's honoring you know lifting up a person like building up a person and building up their character and giving them encouragement all of that is what prophecy really is but we don't realize that it is the word of wisdom when somebody is speaking into the future is saying what is to come that is the person using the gift of prophecy which is an utterance gift to say what is to come, which is the word of wisdom. So most of these gifts operate together, but we don't know, so we just lump them together. Mm. We don't know how to distinct um, um, between them, you know. Mm. Today I want us to start with the gifts of faith because I want June to tell us her testimony in 1 Corinthians 12. There's nine gifts. and Please, Gina, can you start from verse 8, please? Okay, verse 8. Two, one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. Verse 9. 
to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. Okay, thank you so much. All those ones are messages called word of knowledge, word of wisdom. I want us to group them. There's three of them that are revelation gifts, and that is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits. Revelation gifts, they reveal something. So it's like everything is in a mystery or you don't even know that thing exists until it's been revealed. So the revelation gifts reveal something. God wants to reveal something to his people supernaturally. And so his spirit gives us the, the word of wisdom or the word of knowledge or discerning of spirits to be able to reveal these things. Very important gifts. We will talk more about each one of them. So we choose to start with the power gifts today and start with the gift of faith from verse 9. The power gifts are the gifts of faith, the gifts of healing, and the working of miracles. Those are the power gifts. And if you ask me, what are the power gifts? Power gifts are gifts that do something so you can see what it does. Instantly, you can see the effects of these power gifts. And you know, this is different from the regular faith that we operate in. Because scripture says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, right? So that is a different kind of faith. That is a natural kind of faith that we are supposed to have as we read the word of God. And we are touched by the things that the disciples did, or the things that the patriarchs did, or the prophets in the Bible did. It stirs our faith up. Then, even when we pray, we said, just like Paul says, in the name of Jesus... Rise up and walk. And then we see something like that and we hold on to it in God's word. And then we begin to effect it. We see someone sick and we just go in the name of Jesus. We do the same thing. Um, that is how faith operates naturally. By the entrance of, of God's word. That's why it's very important as a believer. Please read your word. Be very, very conversant with your word because... That is just ordinary faith on the part of a believer through which the gift of faith will manifest. So that has to be in place first before the gift of faith manifests. Yeah, so out of the three power gifts, the gift of faith is actually the greatest of them all. And what I'm trying to specify is because as we continue to read, we'll see towards the end that scripture says we should desire the greater gifts. So the yeah, so it's very important to we see this gift had been operating for the longest of times in the lives of the patriarchs. You said, Nadia, how does this happen? And it ties into a lot of things that the Lord has been revealing to us lately. But I want to go back to the Old Testament and bring people like Abraham when they would speak a blessing over their children. They will speak these blessings, they will take their time and draw things out 
and say, you, this child, you are my this, the strength of my this, the that of my that. You will be this, you will be that. That is faith that you know that God is going to back up what you say. Mm. I mean, who doesn't want that? Mm-hmm. That when you say something, you know God is going to back you up. That is supernatural faith. Mm. And it was the same thing when they curse you, too bad. That curse also comes to pass. And so this is a very common gift in the lives of people that have gone ahead of us in scripture. So when you read scripture and you see these people operating like this, you know that I can step into this kind of faith and yield to the promptings of the Holy Spirit to step beyond the ordinary and not just operate by the faith that comes in hearing. But go beyond that to see God's faithfulness displayed in your life, your loved ones. Mm-hmm. So we have testimonies and stories, even in mm-hmm. recent times, of people like Smith Wigglesworth, who was able to raise the dead. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think it takes for someone to operate a faith like that? Uh-huh. See, that's why we want to dwell on these scriptures. We want to dwell on it and begin to unravel how we can have this kind of faith. This kind of special faith that is so distinctive from the regular faith of give me what I want, basically. And I want to tie it to declarations. Because if you see much of what the patriarchs would do in blessing and decreeing those things were, were them operating in faith. So when scripture tells us that when we decree a thing, it will come to pass, that is scripture working us through into choosing to receive this gift of faith. Because remember, all these gifts are already given. So instead of me praying that God give me the gift of faith, God give uh, my sister the gift of faith, what I should be praying is God let my sister receive the gift of faith. Because the problem is not from the source. The problem is from the recipient. Do we have the capacity to believe? Because there's all these blockages. Oh, I prayed for my mother and she died. Oh, I prayed for this one and they end up dying. Everybody I prayed for, I never saw. (laughs) Oh, so I do understand that. That sometimes you pray and pray and pray and you don't see that change happen. But that is why we want to see that change happen. That is why we have a gift that can make us see that change happen. And so most of these gifts work together. Do you remember last week when I was talking about the revelation gifts and I told you how it was functioning within each one of us? And I told you that even in the scriptures that we read here on this study, how we get in and how revelation just comes out, the gifts of revelation are very present in our midst because We go through the word and we allow the Lord bring out that revelation. So each one of us operates in revelatory gifts. Mm -hmm. I've also Mm -hmm. seen us operate in the power gifts. But we want to make this a norm now because we're like, God, pour out your spirit on all the nations of the earth. He's already poured out his spirit. He's already poured out his spirit. You know the scariest thing? You and I have chosen who to partner with. That is the scariest thing. Mm. Yesterday, Ime was telling me, he spoke to someone and he was telling him, he said, 
if you partner with the kingdom of darkness, that kingdom becomes more powerful. If you partner with the kingdom of God, God's kingdom becomes more powerful. And you know, I'm, I'm sure, I've, I told him I've said this in several ways, but what stands out to me is every time I say this to people, it is for them to partner with God's kingdom to see that kingdom expressed in their lives. Mm. But have we thought of partnering with God's kingdom to see that kingdom expressed upon the earth? It has to be intentional. The disciples were intentional when they partnered with the kingdom of God. They literally went to the upper room. They prepared themselves. They were ready for what was to come. What was to come blew their minds away, but they did not sit on it. They did not sit on it. They went out and unraveled the packages. The presence, they went out and revealed it everywhere they go. Like a, a sweet-smelling aroma, they allow the fragrance of Holy Spirit to be expressed in the gift that was given them. And so sadly, what we have is we've received all this presence and we sit on it. And in our minds, we're thinking, oh, I'm sitting on it because it didn't work the other time. Oh, I am just too quiet. Oh, it is not for me. It's for that person and that person and that person. But nowhere in scripture, nowhere in scripture did it say that it was for a select few. Like, even when you read it, when you read that entire chapter, it said that to one is given this. To one, it didn't say that to the leader is given this. It didn't say that, oh, to Paul is giving this, or, oh, to your worship leader is giving this, or to that usher is giving. No, it said to one. Are you one? Amen. 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 So what I want Amen. us to see today is that it's been given and we're sitting on it. And trust me, if we are not empowering God's kingdom here on earth, then we are empowering another kingdom by sitting on it. Because we just refuse to open that present. Just imagine there's a big old package that comes and it's your name is written on it. You have your name on it and you just say, I'm never going to open that package. Next year comes, I'm not going to open that package. Another year passes and then you turn 20, you turn 40, you turn 60, you turn 80, you get to 100 and you never open that package. Mm. You're like, that package is supposed to be for somebody else. It's too big. I don't think it's me. I think it's the wrong address. Or you probably told Holy Spirit, can you Google? I think there's a lot of people that be in Nadia Johnson. You will see the list. I think he came to the wrong Nadia Johnson. Because guess what? Nadia Johnson is not Paul. So this is what we do. We empower the lies of the enemy and empower that kingdom that has put those lies in our heads. And so, it's hard to operate in faith. But the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God is speaking expressly. That we can operate in all these gifts and we can function in them. See, the gifts of faith and the workings of miracles and the healing, they work together most of the time. They really work together. For example... If a healing takes place now, 
then you say, okay, that's the gift of healing. But how about, as we we're referring to Smith Wigglesworth, he gives a story of one of his friends and how his wife had gone to see the friend. The friend was sick and they were praying for the friend over and over and over and this friend just kept deteriorating. One day he went there to see the friend and his wife was there. And he was like, I'm going to pray. He was just like, you know, give me space. And his wife was like, no, no, don't, don't start now. Don't start. He's already dead. Don't start. Because by the time he came, he was already dead. So his wife was like, you know, don't, don't give them false hope. You know, not in those exact words, but she was just like, please don't start anything. He's already dead. And Wigglesworth didn't go with her words, obviously. He just began to pray for this guy. And he commanded this guy to rise up, and this guy rose up. So when we see things like that, we say, oh, what a miracle. But what we don't understand is that three gifts were operating at the same time. For him to have that faith, even when his wife told him that it's over, he went beyond that and prayed that the, the guy should come back from the dead. So him coming back from the dead is a miracle, isn't it? So that's the working of miracles. So faith caused him to act, which we said, we said the power gifts, they do something. So he went on to pray. And remember, to operate in the gift of faith, you have to resist that voice that tells you that it cannot be done. It's impossible. So he overcame that by using that gift of faith and then raising him from the dead. But can you understand that? He could have come back from the dead and still have the cancer that had ravaged his body and still eventually die of the cancer. Mm -hmm. But because he was healed, that's the gift of healing upon his body. So you see those three gifts operate like that. And so I want June to share about, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I want to give her this moment to share about the gifts of faith that she operated in and we all joined her to operate in and how the Lord did what he wanted to do. Understand, God wants to do these things. The Holy Spirit flows through our mouth. It, It comes out through us. If we don't say it, if we don't activate it, if we don't pray and we just don't, it's not gonna happen. Don't forget to listen to our podcast because there is a limitless supply of God's spirit that wants to reach you. And I pray you're a willing vessel to listen and also share and see that God's truth is released upon those you love, to see breakthrough in the lives of those you love. And I encourage you, please grab Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. You need this book. I don't want you to miss the detailed truths the testimonies of God's tangible presence moving in your life that you may not have seen until you are able to engage this and see them clearly outlined for you. So I encourage you, grab this book for yourself and your loved ones and take the time to read it. God bless you. God's face shine upon you and have just a beautiful day. I love you so much. Okay, have an awesome day. Bye now. (laughs)